What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Serie A audio experience. Crazy round of Serie A, where Mike, first to fifth place in Italy, is separated by just three points. What What is going on in Italy, and how are teams like Atalanta and Udinese still leading in, uh, in, in the top positions? It's pretty fun to see, to be honest, because I think Atalanta not making Europe was a blessing in disguise. Udinese, with their new coach, Sotil, is doing amazing stuff, and I just feel like the Serie A drama... It keeps getting better year after year, and you never really know what's gonna happen. It's I know we, we say that a lot, but I watched I I don't remember a year where I was genuinely excited to watch Udinese against Atalanta, and I was watching that game and it was superb, like fantastic back and forth. And the fact that Udinese were down to zero and then came back to two shows the heart that they have. And the style that they play is just brilliant. De Lofeo did whatever he wanted on the pitch. And they have the proper system. They find space. They make runs in behind. They play the right way. And I know it's two teams that play the 3-5-2 formation. But they're such on opposite ends of the spectrum. Because mm -hmm. Atalanta, again, they're just so good at converting their chances. They'll get one opportunity. And Lukman will score his goal. Great pass by Muriel. And then Muriel again converting because he's just... He's, he actually has a different position now, Muriel, this year. He's a little bit behind the striker Second. where he's creative because he doesn't mm -hmm. run as much, but he's still finding those spaces and creating uh, brilliant chances for them. While Udinese, on the other hand, they're more press. They're more intense. They like to attack, and they like to get every single player involved in the game, but brilliant, brilliant game. 2-2. Two, two. And plus, uh, the big target man Zapata still has... Still having trouble with a lot of injuries, but up front they're still scoring, and you can never count out Udinese, which is the fun team. Even when it's 2 0, they almost ended up turning it around, scoring three goals. If there was another 10 or 15 minutes, I think Udinese probably would have got that contact. Atalanta were holding on for dear life. It was, at the end. It was tough for it Atalanta. It was all Udinese yeah. pushing, and they're spectacular. But again, I think it, it kind of confirmed that both of these teams are serious, mm. and both of them really want to challenge and push, and they're seen under the radar at the moment, but they have the proper style. I still think in the long term, Udinese's quality, they're lacking in the quality department in terms of if you want to talk about really going for a top four finish, which would be something incredible. We're still only nine games in, and I do see the quality being an issue as the season progresses. Mm -hmm. But for Atalanta, they are still not even close to hitting their strides. They still have so many players that are not there. And it's really unbelievable to see how they have reinvented themselves under Gasparini because it's a completely different style. What else popped out of your mind this weekend, Mike? We got Juventus against Milan, if you want to go there, where uh, Juventus looks so bad. Uh, we got Inter bouncing back against Asuolo. Lazio winning 4-0 against Fiorentino. Where do you want to start? Uh, we can go through the Inter match. Inter 2-1. Just when uh, I feel like a lot of people were maybe... Counting out Jekyll, he comes out, scores two goals, gets the brace, and scores his 100th Serie A goal. Now he has 101 over here, but he's I feel like he's so valuable within this Inter team. Whenever you call upon him, he always does something memorable, and with Big Rom being out or not being healthy... When is that guy ever coming back, by the way? I was, it uh, makes no sense. That was my second sense. I was like, is he ever coming back? Because I feel like he's over at Chelsea still. Like, we forgot we about heard, him We completely. heard after the international break how many different times. Yeah, I don't, I don't know he's what's going not, on with him. We're going we're gonna to be streaming the games, all of the Champions League games this weekend, this week, and they're saying he's not going to be back for Barcelona again. 
That could be a problem. But it's good that Jack, their, their target man is scoring regardless. But what are you going to do? Hopefully he comes back soon because it hasn't been a very good start with him in terms of injuries, in terms of he hasn't found his right footing from last season. But regardless, Fratesi ends up scoring the equalizer, but it wasn't enough. Jekyll gets the second goal. And I don't know if you know, Marco, but he said a little quote at the end that he tried leaving to go to Roma this uh, summer and he wants to make a move to a... a a bigger team next season. I heard rumors that scouts were in the stands. I heard Man United scouts were in the stands. Those guys always... If they, if it does go, they better put a nice ready for that Premier level? League. Do you think he's ready for the next level? Know. To be honest, I would say I would say no, but I also didn't think Raspadori or Scamaca would be kind of ready. But so far, both those players, Scamaca and West Ham, playing very good, and Raspadori, Raspadori killing it in Napoli right now. I don't know about Fratesi. I'm not sure. I think Roma could be a good level, like a good place to start for. I mean, I think if he left Serie A and he left Italy already, I don't know if Too he's soon. got that Marco Verratti type of talent and character to be able to play in another league right away. Plus, I want our homegrown players to to stay here. So I'm not too sure about him, but he did a great job on that goal. He, he, nice he goal. came in so well and he scored it. But you mentioned, you know, strikers not scoring for Inter. You guys already know, no one brings you closer to Serie A than One Football. They are back sponsoring and keeping our content going because there are more digital video moments that you could potentially receive and pack if you use the link in our description below. Oh, Marco, I am so excited. There's some great golazos this week, and I'm sure one football, they're smart. They're smart company. They're what do you want? They're going to put some what, beautiful what? goals. If, if, I, if I was in charge, I'm yeah. not, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could happen. It could make it happen. Let me know. What goal would you get if, if you were in charge of picking which moment you want? The thing is, how could you not pick Mattia Destro's bicycle kick to put Empoli 1-0 versus Torino? Could you ever do a bicycle Dude. kick in your life? Uh, I, I could definitely do it. You can never do it. Not even in like a bouncy house no, I or in a pool. You I can, can never do, do a bicycle kick. I think once I make contact, it's just not going to go on target. But I think I can make contact with the if ball. If you even hit the ball, I would be impressed. No, I could definitely do Let ball. us know if we should film this. Mike, are you up for the challenge? You film you doing a bicycle kick. I can take and, as and, many and shots gonna, as I want. There's going right? to be a counter of how many it takes you to hit it. Okay. okay. I just have to hit one. It could be a billion. Okay. Though, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But there's going to be a number there on how many it takes. I know I can do one. I'll be there all day if I have to be. I will tell you what moment I want. I want Lukman's celebration. I don't know if that's possible, but I want, you know, he got a yellow card, which is BS yeah, that he got was, a yellow card was, for that. It was, it was ridiculous. I want that moment just to remember it. It did really good on our Twitter, by the way, when we posted it. So that's a nice little moment that I think I would check. It might be, Marco, because it's just, mo it's not goals, it's moments. So it could be anything. It could be saves, it could be celebrations, it could be goals, it could be assists, it could be so many different things. So it'll be interesting to see within the next coming weeks if we do see our moments up and, there on the side. Listen, you you might have to act quick because if you want like an Allegri moment, he might not be there for much longer. <laughs> so make sure you click the link in the top of our description. Check that out. As quick. always, thank you to One Football. No one brings you closer to Serie A than them. Back to the podcast. The guy who's not scoring is Lautaro. Mm. Eight games now that he's not able to find the back of the net in a row. He's finding the opportunities though and Lautaro of last year would have buried he would have had two three goals in this game and every weekend I keep saying this is going to be the time where he breaks a deadlock and for some reason he's not able to whether it's mentally whether it's I mean it's kind of got to be mental it is confidence based for some of these strikers see I don't know what it is I don't know if um if he's he misses that Lukaku partnership with him because he's I, got Jekyll. He's he had, does have Jekyll, so. but Jekyll's a different kind of striker than Lukaku. I think Lukaku holds off he the ball have, more. He didn't have Lukaku last year, and how many goals did he score? 
it's basically the same thing. He had the same partners with Correa and Jekyll, and he was banging in goals. He also had a, he had some dry spells of him not scoring. I think it's just going to be one of those things that he's just going to snap out of. Once he gets a goal, he's just going to score a bunch of them like he usually does. I, I think he will, and I think that's actually a good thing for Inter because they're, they needed to just win this game. It didn't matter how it came because mm-hmm. it wasn't beautiful at the time. doesn't matter. Just had to put this in the bag and get the W, first game of the round for them. And when he does get back into his proper form, I think you'll start to see an Inter that's going to click. And I do think Inter overall uh, will click. They're just, the thing that frustrates me with them is that when I'm watching them, it's very predictable what they're going to do. You know, it's these side-to-side balls, crosses into the box. They need to find the space down the middle and find some creativity. Uh, As players come back, I think they will. And I'm happy with Inzaghi that maybe he's starting to change a little bit. He played Onana, and I think Onana did really well. And I want to see him be the starter because, for me, he is better than Handanovic. He's proven it in the Champions League, and he also proved it in this last match against Sassuolo. By the way, we don't have the rest of the crew here. Uh, Today is a holiday in the United States, so most people have off. And our boys, they needed a break. All right? So, uh, Antonio's not available, Peter's not available, and my dad were all not available. And speaking of holidays... Happy Thanksgiving to all the Canadian followers. Ooh, we, we just came back to Canada not too long ago from Toronto. Go back. So to all our boys over there, our boy Mike and uh, Adamo also. So Ooh. happy holiday to ev- <laughs> happy ho- ha- happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Uh, so they will be around for a post Europe podcast on Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. We already spoke to them, and they'll probably be in the live streams uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Tuesday. So uh, stay tuned for those. Anyway, let's uh, let's keep moving on. Let, let's go through this. Let's talk about Milan Juventus because, Ooh, wow. Remember I, the predictions a couple of days ago? Yeah, Damn. I was totally wrong. Well, our whole group chat was wrong too because we had me, my dad, and Peter who all said that Juventus, we didn't think Juventus were going to lose this game. Mm. And Antonio was hilarious, by the way. I, we should pop a, a screenshot, honestly, of what he said. He said the apple doesn't fall from, so far from the tree and replied to my dad's uh, prediction and then my prediction. And then for Peter, he just said something else. Mm-hmm. But... It's so crazy because we had posted it, Allegri's quote from a couple days, a couple weeks before, I should say, where he said, if you take five players away, five starters away from Milan, you'll see how they struggle. Milan were missing seven players. And yes, Juventus are still missing their guys, but they look like they were holding on for dear life. Juventus were an absolute mess. Like the game against Benfica, which I found a lot of parallels towards, they played a good 15 minutes, a really good 15 minutes. And then from there, they have no reaction. If the game doesn't go the way that they want, they just fall apart. And it's unbelievable what Milan can do. Rafael Leao is in a league of his own. He's he's playing a football of his own. For me, he's the best player in Serie A. And the growth that he's had over these past 12 months even is simply simply spectacular. When he Whatever he wants to do with the ball, when he wants to do it, he can do it. And it's, it's fantastic, fantastic to see. He hit the post twice where Juventus got very lucky. They had, for me, a penal- um, at least one penalty, maybe even two penalties. Mm-hmm. The one Vlaovic and the one Bremer. Yes, there was a mistake on the Milan goal where Theo Hernandez did foul Cuadrado. VAR couldn't look at it because the time had stopped. Too much time had passed. But overall, without a doubt, Milan looked great with so many players missing and with new players in other positions. And that's what I love. I think it was a perfect parallel to describe the problems at Juventus and what works at Milan. Pioli found solutions. He put Brahim Diaz on the right side where Brahim Diaz had a game and scored a goal. Whereas Allegri has no plan B. Pioli will pivot to anything. Anything that happens, he figures it out. So great job by them. 
totally deserved for Milan. I'm so happy I rooted on. I supported Milan for this. I think thought like they're the gonna Milan win. Fan is and, back, baby. And they proved me right. And I was like, oh my god! I was like, maybe I was right about them. The first time I had like, not egged them on, but I'm like, yo, they could do this even though with injuries they do this. And they played fantastic, bro. It could have been four, five, zero, and I don't think we would have flinched. Be like, mm -hmm. oh, it would have been uh, something crazy. They played so well. Origi could have made it. He had a breakaway at the end. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but Vlaovic gave up the ball for the Brahim. Mm -hmm. And Brahim, oh my God. It looked like a movie. He was like dodging. It was like dodging bullets. I was just running. There's like five slide tackles on the way. Wow, Bonucci, the statue, bro, standing like this. Oh, I mean, pretty much helps him. They look, so, Milan looks so good. Imagine with a 100%. And Tomori, Tomori scored. He's only scored two goals in Serie A. Yeah. They've both come against Juventus. That and in. considering the Champions League campaign that he just had where he did play bad. And I even heard his post-match press conference where he said, I needed this. We needed this boost of confidence to go forward I'm so happy for him because that last game not only did it not do Milan justice uh, the Chelsea game 3-0 which was the worst game I've seen Milan play in the past three years it also didn't do him justice because he's been such a good player and I hope that they're able to turn things around tomorrow mm -hmm. Tuesday in Chelsea uh, no no in Milano uh, for actually my family's going to the game they got tickets oh, to wow. go to the game yeah my family's going nice. to it tomorrow and uh, I, I hope that they could turn it around and use this momentum that they really needed. But overall, I'm just so freaking happy for Pioli because I just love a coach that figures it out and doesn't complain. And the man doesn't complain. He takes responsibility when it's need to. And I think a lot of coaches can learn from him. Everyone wants to play these psychology games of putting the board, putting the club against the players, against the, the media and the fans. And he does none of that. He keeps it simple. He keeps it honest. And always looks to find a solution and does not complain. And for me, that's very admirable for a coach. One thing about the Catalare, I see so many people judging this kid oh, already. And him. I'm honestly like, it's annoyed me to this point because Pioli made a great comparison saying Lau a few years ago. He said Tonali a few years ago. But even look at Kalulu. Look at the growth that he's had where if, if you told me 12 months ago we'd be talking about Kalulu as being one of the most important players, I would think you're crazy. But he's a young kid, and you need young kids to grow in calmness. He's 21 years old, who has to play for Milan, the champions of Italy, with all this pressure in the San Siro to all these fans, and he's nine games into the season. Give the kids some time. He's clearly got talent. And not only that, I remember all the Inter fans, Peter included, when Tonali was, wasn't having a good first mm. season at Milan, mm. and then he exploded into a starter for, a for Milan. So it's At not times. just one season. There's obviously... You, not you even see, a season. Nine games. Yeah, exactly. Nine games. You, you see flashes of brilliance for him. You see he has great... There's some stuff you can't teach in a player. The, some pass that he can make, the vision he could do. Yeah, he can work. He can. He's a very thin. When he gets a little bit stronger, he gets more physical, gets used to the play of the Serie A. Don't, I never, I don't judge coaches or players the first season. You got to give it at least uh You need to see something. See I, I don't think it's like about not judging because you we're, see we talk about football 24-7. You, kind of yeah. you need to see something. You need to yeah, see a little spark. Sure. And it's not an excuse for him to do bad. I don't want it to sound mm. like that's what I'm saying for him because there's definitely players that have signed for teams where right away I can see that like Zakaria for Juventus. I looked at him. I was like, all right, this guy doesn't have it. For me, he didn't have it. He's played zero minutes, by the way, at Chelsea. I don't, and I know they're completely different players. I'm just giving a comparison of seeing something. Yeah, yeah. And it's not an excuse. I know they played big money for him, 38 million, but I think he will pay off and we just need to give him a little bit more of time. Let's switch gears to Juventus before we move on. Disaster. Mm. They are consistently hitting new lows in terms of uh, reactions and performances. 
and excuses because for me it's kind of like the quote that he said against Benfica where he said judge me on Benfica and then he makes the quote about Milan with the five players they're very similar because guess what that's going to come back and slap you in the face when they were not necessary and when I think Allegri is just he's very reliant on just individual qualities they're two different philosophies and his is to rely on individual players and when he doesn't have those individual players he just has no plan B. There's no system. There's no style. There's no. There's not even a spirit from the team. And that comes from the coach. And it's not being transmitted. And so many players that should be really good, like Dusan Vlaovic, are just not playing good. And that was the worst game I've ever seen Dusan play. There's no serenity. There's no calmness. They were just coming off of the Bologna and Maccabi games where they should have had more confidence. But they were, besides, again, besides the first 15 minutes, they were never within the match. So many mistakes individually. Even a player like Locatelli. I mean, Locatelli was hard to watch. Mm. I struggled to watch Locatelli play. He was that bad. I feel like there's... I don't know. I feel like all the ideas ran out for Allegri. To me, it's just a game of how long till a new manager could be tomorrow. in charge. Because tomorrow, tomorrow, if he... Seriously. If, if he doesn't if, win. If Maccabi, Maccabi Haifa is there, if you do not win this game, you're out of the Champions Man. League. You're out of the Champions League. Most likely. This is, I saw Romeo Gresti, who everyone has basically been saying, there's no way he could be sacked. You know, they, there's too much money involved with Allegri. Romeo Gresti, and they said they would always wait until at least the World Cup break. And Romeo Gresti said, yes, that's still the case, but if they don't win tomorrow, things could change. And I really think that it's going to be a good test to see from the players. Do the players really have Allegri's back? Is it simply just a problem of injuries, or did he lose a locker room? Because you will not see those guys running if it's the, the I, latter. I, just on the field, you can tell. I feel like they, they gave up, too, after the one goal. They, they didn't look like they were fighting at all. Milan really could have made it look really bad. And Vla, you can see a lot of frustration, a, mm. a lot of players. Vlaovic was... So many of those players were so mad with what was going on. And I, I just... I cannot see Allegri turning off a new leaf and... Seeing a different kind of Juve. Mm. I, Allegri's not those kinds of coaches that tries to fix things. I think he only has one trick up his sleeve. And if it doesn't work, he's just going to ride it till it burns and crashes. He needs to absolutely beg that they win tomorrow. And he keeps his job until Chiesa and Pogba are back. And because especially without him. Di Maria, yeah, there is zero creativity within that team. And it's kind of scary to be so reliant on those players where you could see other teams. There are teams that spend way less money that pivot way better, and that comes down to That's good true. coaching at the end of the day. Let's switch gears to amazing coaching, and that comes to Napoli, who won 4-1 against Cremonese in a match that was kind of difficult for them because it was 1-1. On paper, it lied that match cause, because it wasn't that easy. It was towards the end they ended up scoring the goal. Simeone was the one that put them on the lead. I love Incredible. Simeone, by the way. Dude, he's a beast. I got to say, I love him. He's a beast, I, man. I'm... Sorry, I don't want to go negative right when we're starting to talk about Napoli, but I don't miss Osiman at all. I almost don't want Osiman to start. I think he should have to earn his spot because Raspadori and Simeone are both doing so damn good. The thing I, I feel like it's different with the uh, Osiman thing because everyone knows that Osiman's their guy. Now with him being out, it's, you you don't know who, where the goals are coming from. Mm. You know, at first Osiman, you know the header's gonna come in, he's gonna hold the ball, so you know who who the big man is, who the target man is. Now with him out. Maybe it's a blessing in disguise in terms of maybe 
maybe he can rest a little bit. He doesn't have to play every game. And we have a different kind of attack that we can go, you know? We don't have to play with a big, tall striker. We can change it up, have Simeone there, have Raspadori there. So it's very interesting that... And not just that. I think Spalletti is doing a lot of great work off off the field too, off the uh, off the ball, because we know Osiman's a great striker at the end of the day, but seeing a different kind of striker play and Napoli are absolutely thriving without Osiman, I think it says wonders on the locker room, wonders about Spalletti, and just, I think there's a good aura around this Napoli team that, 100%. you know, we lost some of uh, some leaders last season, but we're going to start something new, and they're going to strive for the best. They it's have, fun to see. They have, so... The only thing Osiman brings uh, for me is that he has that pace and that speed to break in and get in between the the lines of and the hold, defenders. Hold the play. I yeah, but I I think that they they the way that Raspadori will drop yeah, back and open either. up moves. I think that that's less of a problem. I think the thing that Osiman brings that they don't always have is just those runs in behind. But with the amount of players that they have creating, and even a guy like Politano, Quada, um, who goes without saying, Lozano. they have so many of those pieces that kind of make up for that so it's it's fantastic to see Napoli for me have brought me the most pride and joy both in Europe and in Italy the style that they're playing the way that they try to play the game they have everything to go on and win the Scudetto they have everything and I will say right now I don't care if, if you made me choose I would choose them to win the Scudetto because it would be something yeah, spectacular sure. who wouldn't it would be, I mean, if you're a Milan or Inter fan true, or Udinese true. fan or Atalanta I'm fan that's fighting as there. as a cultural fan. Yeah, but most nice. people have a team, Mike. That's true. Not, not, every, team. not everyone could be as lucky as me, right? <laughs> Mike, the Milan fan lasted, uh, what was that, 12 minutes from when we talked about Milan. But it would just be beautiful to see. And yeah. they kind of, it's just like rewarding the good foot. My, my grandpa, he was an Inter fan, but anytime a team I played Inter or they played like the right style, and this was right in his mind, that they tried to play a really good st football. Um, they never cheated. They never did like those kind of things. He always said they deserve to win, mm -hmm. and I would rather see them win just to reward good football. That's sort of where I've taken my inspiration from in terms of how I see the game, and Napoli kind of brings to mind that. Yes, Milan has it, but to see another back-to-back -back different winner would be really beautiful. And for the city of Naples, who hasn't won it since 1990, uh, I think I think it would be just spectacular. They just mentally need to keep going. And I think they're showing in games that they would have tied that become difficult. They don't have those wounds. They don't have those battle scars from prior. And they have a good feeling around them. So they have everything. Just keep their head in the game. And I think they really, 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 really could do it. Good chance for them. Good Let's chance. talk about the game that we just watched as well. And then we'll talk about Roma. Just because it's really fresh on my mind. I almost started with that. Fiorentina lost 4-0 to Lazio. A Lazio side which now, for the first time in Serie A history, has won three games back-to-back 4-0. Never happened before. Sadi's men did it. They did it through unbelievable assists from Milinkovic Savic, who was... The guy is, for me, the best midfielder in Serie A. I've said it before. I said it on our podcast. The guy is sensational. And Ciro Immobile who the entire game worked his socks off. He was so unselfish. He gave a great pass to um, Milinkovic-Savic on his goal. Was it Milinkovic-Savic or Luis Alberto on his goal? Can't remember right now. And then Milinkovic-Savic repaid the favor by giving him a brilliant assist where Chido Immobile scored his 188th Serie A goal. 
bursting into the top 10 of most goals scored from a Serie A player. I'm happy they made men's with uh, Luis Alberto because there was a lot of friction of whether he's going to stay or if he's going to freeze him off the squad or whatever the case is. It wasn't is. Uh, Milinkovic that scored, by the way. It was Alberto. Alberto. Uh, but uh, they're playing good football right now. Four goals against Fiorentina is not easy. And maybe they found that footing that I've always criticized them on terms in terms of not being consistent and stuff like that. But on the other hand... Fiorentina, their their goal scoring is is they they can't find Jovic isn't able to score seven goals in nine Jeez. games from Fiorentina. They are low in the table. They are is it fourteenth right now? Let me see what Dude. what is it? They are thirteenth place in Serie A. If table. you have less than a goal a game, but the what's what's so frustrating is when you watch the game and we're watching it here, Antonio and I and and we had Enrico. And we were saying how much they were playing so great. The first opening minutes, Fiorentina, the that, style, that two they had two the two chances, chances yeah. and that's a big difference. They have those two chances that they can't score. Lazio, on their first One opportunity, chance. they score their goal. They're clinical. They put the ball into the back of the net. Mm-hmm. Fiorentina had the style. They had everything. Like You watch their their players, and the movements are correct, but they're, they're lacking in that final third. They're missing their Vlaovic. And from... They're missing Vlaovic, but even, even Kwame was frustrating to watch. Mm. Miscontrolling balls at times. Symbol balls. Saponato came on miscontrolling symbol balls. There's something a little bit deeper in those positions. And I know Italiano said the last 10 minutes is the only thing that really annoyed him. And it's definitely more than that. It's got to be more than that. But they are not doing good. They are not playing this. They're not not that they're not playing the right way because they are playing the right way, which sounds weird they to just say. Don't have a finisher. I saw that their only two wins this season. I saw Matteo Bonetti oh, tweet. Their only two wins this season Relegation came against. Sides? I believe it was Cremonese and Elas Verona. Okay, so two teams that are in in the relegation zone, I think, right? See, Matteo Bonetti. You see, he's an expert for a reason. He's correct. There we go. Two teams in 18th and 19th place. Yeah, in the relegation zone. It's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. I still don't... Maybe this is making an excuse because I love Italiano. For me, it's not an Italiano problem. It's not. He's Everything is right. Everything is right. The players are lacking in quality. They're lacking in confidence. And I still think that they are being hurt by the multiple competitions. Does there come in some doubts on, oh, wait, we got to play on Thursday, which is important competition for us? I don't know. Something's wrong, though, right now. I mean, obviously, Italian, Italian's going to take some blame. Yeah, there's only so much he could do. He he can't go on the field and score the goals himself. That's what I'm saying. There was a but, header. There was a header. Kwame. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, yeah, Kwame. Kwame. He had a, a ball that comes over, and he's, like, scared to header. Yeah, instead of... Yuri, uh, Juric. <sighs> Jovic did the same thing. He has a header that's right in front of him. Boop, he hits it over that. But any striker that's hungry, you you put your whole face behind. It that. seems like this Mercato, they're gonna look for another striker. Probably. Yeah, how many if, are they gonna look if for? It, if it keeps if it keeps up this way, they're probably gonna have to sell one, put put someone on loan, and get someone else. Because if this keeps up till January, it's not gonna last very long. They do have that World Cup break, so bring Torreira back. Oh God! <laughs> I wish. Now, now it's looking like a bigger bigger mistake mm-hmm. that I didn't sign him. Right? I mean, Torreira, he played with his heart, though. Every time he played, he gave, I loved him. He gave up his I teeth, I really too. loved him. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Literally. I, he I fought, loved, he I loved him. He fought tooth and nail. <laughs> you're good at this. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to be a great dad. You got all the dad jokes ready. Thanks, man. One day, one day. One if day. anyone ever marries you, it'll be a tough task. Jesus Christ. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I don't know. That's a foosball talk do, right there. That's yeah, like when you're you mad when you lose today yeah, in so many no, games. You're you're bad at foosball today. That was horrible. At you're terrible. Yeah. Enrico and uh, Antonio smacked Enrico. us. I don't know how many games. Seven, yeah. eight, nine, nine games. 
in a row. This is not Canadian Thanksgiving talk, Marco. Come yeah, on. Yeah, sure. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Gotta be thankful. Roma uh, beat Lecce 2 1. The big storyline is uh, Dybala, who scored, and I was so happy. Five goals in five straight games. Yeah, consecutive games from the penalty spot, got injured. And Mourinho said right after the game, it's bad. It looks very bad. And he was not sure if they'll see him from 2023. They're still waiting to do the proper tests. But Sky Italia is already saying up to eight weeks. So uh, his World Cup most likely lost to Paulo Dybala, which you hate to see. And the amount of injuries we're seeing overall in Serie A, uh, who came, Marusic came out today as well. It was a head injury. There's just so many. I feel. I actually feel bad. There's so many games that players are just getting hurt and the World Cups are being at risk. Well, it's kind of what you get, though, for putting a World Cup in the middle of the year. Nevertheless, Dybala, so unlucky. This freaking kid who was just starting to do good and now he's got this big injury. But I sh- could I say, like, it's not... I didn't think it was as bad because... I know for him, he doesn't want to miss the World Cup, but for Roma, if I'm looking at Roma's side, mm. then he'll, a month of that is from the World Cup. So he'll be ready for the second once half they the start season. again in 2023. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. But uh, I've seen a lot of people saying, now tell me what you think on this. A lot of the Juventini and Interisi were saying, who they dodge a bullet Clowns. of not Clowns. Uh, getting him. Because is that a little messed up to say something? It's not only like messed that. up, it's not correct. You know why? Who did they? Who did who did Inter get instead? They got Lukaku, who's been out for how long? Juventus, Di Maria, who was out. Now, mm-hmm. now it's just a, a what's it called? Um, uh, red card that he was out the last game, but he got injured as well. Yeah. Pogba, who came and got injured, didn't even play a game. So you, it's not like they replace him with guys that are less Healthy. injury prone yeah. or more injury Healthy. prone. So it's kind of stupid. And and if you yeah. made, if you judge all of their seasons, DiBala would be the best one out of all of them. Yeah, no, it's... It, but it, it didn't feel like a ticking sucks. time bomb, though. I will say that's a one little thing I kept having in the back of my head for Dybala, which sucks. And I hate to say it because I said it a million times. He's For me, he's one of the most talented players in Serie A, and I would always want him on my team. But every time he was scoring and assisting, and I saw him be so happy, and he's got that smile, and I wanted to... And I did celebrate with him mm. every single time. I just kept thinking to myself, I hope it's not coming. I hope it's not coming now. And... Hopefully, it's not even a mental thing for him mm. that that's kind of like what he's putting out there. Because if you are thinking about an injury, you tend to like attract it. The thing is, Mourinho, too, he made it seem like he was going to be out for six months. The way he said it. I like, thought he was going to be out way dude, longer. Dude, the way he's like, I thought it was bad. And then I talked to him. And then it's really, I was like, bro, what are you trying to do over here? But I, then he said just I, 2023. I, I guess he did the mind game thing where it's like, it's not as bad as expected. Nah, I think just in the moment, it just, it, like, think about it. The biggest problem, and, and to actually talk about the game the biggest problem of Roma is they're not clinical at all yeah, yeah. they have so many damn chances Tammy Abraham Tammy, can't score Tammy's Pellegrini's not being able to score Belotti can't score Shomurodov can't score so the one guy that he's got that consistently scores gets hurt mm. and he's already thinking to himself how am I going to pivot this where am I going to find goals Something in my team step up now. And, but it's a team that shouldn't have that problem we never would have expected the problem to be scoring goals with Roma they need to be more damn clinical. The thing last Things season they were, last season they were so clean they were scoring goals for fun. But then again, Tammy was a big part of that. Smalling scored their other yeah. goal. Yeah, right. Nice goal. Smalling. Nice goal scored. Too. He's the doing fr- great. He I'm happy f- for him. The first goal. But you don't want to see. I mean, if you're Three in a team where your comes. defenders are the ones that are scoring, yeah. it's kind of a sign that you got a problem up top. And I for think me, Tammy's Roma do up. have that problem. Tammy's Tammy, gonna have to step up now. It's gotta be mentally. But also last year he started his season slow. 
we didn't he didn't start his season off amazing, but he grew into the year. I was hoping that that wouldn't be the case. He definitely scored more year. goals though at this point from than last year. We got to check that. Season. We got to check sure it. He did. But uh but yeah. getting, they're getting in the right positions. They're just not able to finish and guess what? When you play against a team like Lecce, okay, you could you could overcome yeah, you that. Can get away but when that. you start playing the top dogs and mm-hmm. they've had to play the top dogs, those guys will kill you. I mean, you know, they'll they'll score on on their one opportunity and and you're screwed. So, for me that's the biggest takeaway from Roma. It's that needs to get sorted wherever it is and also just a lot of their their important players, their key figures are just not stepping up to the pitch yet. But kind of like what I was just saying before, maybe this is just like an optimistic view, but I feel like in my mind, the way my mind works is, okay, you're doing all those things right, and things are still not great. Like you still have so many pl- great players that are not doing good. Imagine when they do start to click, and I do think that they will. Imagine the well-oiled machine that they'll be. I'm still waiting for Spinazzola to look like his Euro form. Still, I think you might have to keep bro, waiting. Bro, I'm, I'm still waiting for that. I don't think you'll ever see that dude, Spinazzola he, again. Dude, he just looks like a, a regular left back right now, but still hoping. Uh, let's talk last thing about uh, Monza. Monza, oh since the Juventus game, since the match against Paladino, um, since the, the time that Paladino came in and coached against Juventus, they've got nine points. So they beat Juventus, they beat Sampdoria, they beat Spezia, three wins in a row for them. The match before that, they tied to Lecce. So in their last four rounds, they picked up 10 points. And if you compare that to how they actually started their season, they had zero points before that. They had zero points Bro, before the last four Juve games. Juve is literally giving away points like it's Christmas. We should it's get rewarded crazy. by some for, for that, at least. We're doing... It's charity. Yeah, they Dude, literally didn't insane. pick up a point. Ever since that Juve game, they look like a, a mid-table Serie A team. Getting those points, scrappy wins, making it happen. We knew things were going to... I I mean... Not I, like this, bro. Yeah, not like Jesus, this. Jesus, yo. Juve gave them a spark they needed. <laughs> <laughs> bro, they look like a, a decent team. They look like they're going to stay up now. <laughs> now... Oh, oh. They, were little, they couldn't They couldn't buy a point before. They look horrendous. Yeah, zero. And now they woke up. I don't know. But but we knew the team had quality. Like we knew Monza had quality. Yeah, yeah, that good play. And we good thought players. the pr- big prediction was how close to the top half of the table can they be? And they started off really bad. Paladino, though, I mean, great job by him yeah. by stepping in and giving the spark. A young coach. Many people saw him as a, a caretaker, like just an interim coach. But Galliani said, "I made big moves before. We we've made big moves before. Mm-hmm. We've taken risks on coach that." The media called unproven, and he gave the example of Saki, which is a massive example. He also gave a few others um, that I'm not remembering on top of my head. And he said they paid off. So this is not a risk. We we believed in Paladino. He just needed a little bit more time, and now is the time. Maybe it's not the ideal time that they wanted him to take over, but they had to believe that he could turn things around. And this, for me, has kind of been the symbol and the theme of coaches in Italy lately. I think what we do in Italy better than anyone else is we figure things out. We don't have the most resources right now. It's clear. The money is not all in Italy. We can't buy the biggest players. We have some of the most young players, by the way. I think after La Liga, we have the most players under 21 that are playing. The average age. That comes down to having to find new ideas. When you don't have money, when you can't just go out and buy a huge roster, you you have to use a team, use a system, bring up the players. And that's sort of the uh, the theme. Look at Sotil. Look at Gasperini. Look at Paladino. 
small sample sizes. Yes, I know it's only a few games in for each of them, but they're figuring things out. They're finding solutions to problems in different ways by just having the best team and the best individual players, which for me, that's great. It's great they have the best individual players, but that's not the true test of a coach, in my opinion. No, no, I agree with that. I think 100%. You got to get creative, man. If you don't have the funds, you got to look at a good coach, look at the youth players. And I think that's a better way to look at football, too. It's not just about, oh, spend 80, 90, 100 million on players, get the I best player. I hate that. I hate that but so much. Grow that talent. See what the, you know, a nice homegrown player that you had through the ranks or picking a gem for 100,000 from a Serie B or mm -hmm. something like that and watching them grow and be like, wow. Our system works. It's not just about you need the, all this money to win in mm. football. There's different ways to do it. And that's what's fun about the sport. I 100% you know? so. agree. And I remember when I spoke to Jose Mourinho, that he told me out of all the things that made him happy, he said seeing his players go on to be big yeah. successes. And I think he used Varane as one of the examples as a young player that, that, he, gave the, that he gave the chance the to chance and then seeing to, him win. Or yeah. he brought up a, a, a bunch of examples. He said that's given him more pride and joy is watching them blossom I'm and sure. win and honestly i totally agree with that like at the core that's really what the sport is all about sport is about including everyone and cultivating and overcoming challenges and learning life experiences and for me that's sort of the theme that i see and there's not it's not to say that everything is amazing and you know uh, things are great and we're just optimists and promoting city yeah, i'll do the complete opposite example i'll call out trophy from ellis verona who mm. i freaking said I freaking said when he was signed, this was such a stupid move for Ellis Verona. They thought that they were bigger than Tudor. They sell off all their big players, Caprari, uh, Simeone, Simeone, Barak, all these guys. Yeah. You think you're still going to win, and guess what? You're not. Because Trophy does not play the way that Serie A is going towards. Not the, the fluidity, not the pressing, not the intensity, not the rhythm that we want. And he's getting... Unfortunately, I'm, I never want to be happy for a sacking, but he's going to be sacked by Ellis Verona, and it is the least predict uh, is the most predictable most predictable sacking oh, yeah. of the season for Ellis Verona. And guess who's another one that I'm mad at too? Same thing, Empoli with Zanetti. I mean, you had Andrea Zoli, who Andrea Zoli was doing unbelievable he went with Verona, Empoli. Right? Yeah, but That's I don't think saying? I think that they're not going to get him. But I wish he would go to Verona. I, I hope Verona stays in Serie A. I need Verona to Andrea stay. Andrea Toli was so damn good, and they gave up on him. For me, played the right way, played the right system, came from Serie mm -hmm. B and put them. To, when you come up from Serie B, you know what the goal is? The goal is to stay, stay in Serie A without suffering as much, with the least amount of suffering. He brought exactly that. In a first year, you couldn't have ex expected anything more than what Andrea Toli brought, and. They're another example of a team that I think made the wrong decision, and they're paying for that decision. Well, they, they spotted it fairly early, right? Less than 10 games um, in the Verona? season. Yeah, Verona. I, if they told me, I would have spotted it no, uh, yeah, I know, but in some, June. You know what's the cra even crazier? The people that not only don't sack them, but give them a contract extension, and then make a public announcement and be like, oh, we got their backs. And then two weeks later, they end up sacking them. talking about them. Juventus? <laughs> No, was, there's a lot of like, I know there's a few teams that I can't think in the top of my head, but there's so many lower Serie A teams that did that in the past. And instead of sacking them, they gave them a contract extension and kept it there for a few weeks and then ended up sacking them. Ended up losing more money, losing more points, and it was a huge disaster. For me, it's also not so. just, I'm not reliant on making this opinion on result-based. I'll, I'll say a wild one who for me, I still really like. And it's not great timing because he's not doing good. He's probably, I think they're in 19th place. Alvini from Cremonese. Mm. 
I swear to you, I think that this guy's got the right the right ideas. He's got the right passion about the game. Not enough points though. Yeah, but <laughs> and and that that's one thing that I I gravitated towards him because in his press conferences, media applauded him. He said, "Wow, you played a good style." He said, "Don't applaud me. We have no we had no points. We hadn't picked up anything." So he's not just going for the aesthetics. He lives the game. You know, he wears his heart on his sleeve. He lives the game. I think they play the right way. They're so organized, but they're lacking in quality. You put anyone in a bad circumstance and you could you could make them look bad. I think that he just doesn't have the team around him for to get that praise of Alvini's a, a yeah. great coach. He, I want them to stick with him. I want them to stay. It's 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 like us in life. Think about it. You put you put a person in a bad circumstance and they could feel like they're stupid. Right? That's true. Or if, not if on I the get, right job or whatever the case is. Yeah. If you get deep, I remember I went to a school yeah. where I had certain teachers. I felt like I was stupid. I couldn't do simple yeah. stuff. I, I switched schools. I had teachers that knew how to teach to, to my abilities and to the way that yeah. I need to learn. All of a sudden, I felt like a genius. That's true. Just a different environment. I was the same person in a different place. Yeah. Alvini, I kind of feel like that. It's like when we play each other in foosball. All right, you're going to make a stupid joke. <laughs> but look, bro, regardless, never beat me. Alvi Alvini, no matter what go? atmosphere, no matter where you put us, no matter what bro, teacher you have, bro. It's Canadian Thanksgiving. You Come on. Yeah. You should be you're not grateful. Canadian. You're not Canadian. <laughs> I feel Canadian. No, you're not. So listen, Alvini has the right ideas. You can see it, but unfortunately, you don't get any points for that. So if he doesn't get his Gets act together, in my heart. yeah, uh, you can cry in the studio with him over here. Yo, I would love, to, I would if, love for if, him to. If he hang doesn't out with end him. up getting those points, my boy's getting that sack quick. But they're gonna be like, listen, we're gonna sack you, but we're not that mad because we saw some ideas. You're not parking the bus. You're playing some good footy, but still, we want to stay in Serie A, bro. You know, it's tough. Tough industry. If I could interview so, one coach and say, yeah, I'm choosing Alvini. Screw everybody else. I want to I pick that brain. Mm. It just became like my Alvini <laughs> He's got to pick some points. That's what he's <laughs> <got to. laughs> You're so mean, man. You got to see the future. You got to see the glimpse. Send your bees in the horizon. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, Lukman getting a freaking oh, yellow card crazy, for that man. celebration. He, he thought he was like provoking the fans or whatever. So stupid. The ref obviously didn't see some beautiful highlights of my boy scoring and doing Strong. his celebration. Because he's doing like, he looks and he's yeah, a man. Yeah. Lukeman. Lukeman. The Nigerian beast, baby. But he's, he's fu Yo, he's he's uh, turning heads over there. He's got to stop celebrating like that, I guess. Or they got to figure they gotta that figure, out. I think, they gotta figure it I think they'll know by now. He's not going to get any more yellow cards for that but would celebration. Would you risk it if you're him? I would talk to the referee before and be no. like, yo, I'm doing this celebration. You might have seen it before. I got a yellow no, card. When I score, don't give me a yellow card. He's not, he's not provoking he's, any fans. He's not getting another yellow he's card. He's literally doing nothing wrong. He's not getting another yellow card. That I was, hate. I think that they made a big discussion for that. I was like, bro, that's a celebration. You know what they should do? Atalanta's graphic also, when he scores, he actually has him celebrating like that. His, You know those GIF, the graphics? No, how's it go? Yeah, stupid. I don't know. Atalanta. Show me. When, when they, uh, some teams, when they have goal scorers, they have a gift of the player scoring. Okay. And Lukman is actually that celebration. What is it? How am I supposed to know? He's show like, the people. Show them what? Show the people. It's a celebration. Oh, okay. There yeah. we go. I just wanted to see you do it. There we go. But silly yellow card, but uh, yeah. Good One thing I'm going to say. They should get rid of all yellow card celebrations. You should not get a yellow card for celebrating. For, How for about you taking off shirts? Taking off shirts, first one that they should get rid of. You should not get a yellow mm. card for taking off your shirt. Brahim Diaz, wh what did he do wrong? He took off his shirt. That's not disrespectful. You're not provoking nobody. I think this entertainment sport. When you're feeling those emotions, you wanna you wanna do that. When I was a kid, when I would score a goal, I would rip my shirt off. Sometimes I would get a yellow card. I was pissed. But I used to see my idols do it on TV. It's it's like just a way to to do Joyce. If you go over, there was who was the guy in England that. Uh, Adebayor 
Do you remember Adebayor when he scored against his Spurs, former, right? I think Man City. No, no, no. I think it was Man City and Arsenal. I could Adebayor. be getting. He played for Spurs, Adebayor, no? Maybe, but this is not what I'm talking about. I think it was Arsenal and Man City, and he scored a goal on one side of the pitch and ran to the others to go provoke the fans. That can be a yellow card because hmm. now you're instilling violence. You're getting yeah. them rowdy for no reason. That okay. But if you're at home and I mean anywhere and you're just taking off your shirt and you're doing it to your fans, for me, no yellow card. Anyway, guys, that is our episode. Make sure you like, subscribe. We'll see you soon. Ciao, guys. Ciao, guys.